This is the podcast that will never ascend. Welcome to the podcast that will never ascend. Uh, this is going to be a little special bonus episode for y'all. I don't know if it's a bonus because it's never ascending, but you know. <laughs> so it's Women History's Month, right? Herstory. Herstory. Well, actually, we, we prepared History this. History and Herstory and their story. But we, but you said Friday, so now we are... Well, it's officially it. Friday now. Because it is, what, 1.30 in the morning? Pre- yeah, we yeah. prepared this for the 10th, though. Miss Aurora here gets out of work pretty late, so... I do. I, I, I work in a morgue. It takes time to, you know, <clears throat> decongest from that shit. It's a tough job. I give credit to the nurses out there and CNAs and everybody that has to work in the hospital in general, or nursing home, or any kind of private home care shout out to all you heroes underpaid heroes well thank you for that segue it was your introduction story time story time in history so for those who don't know i do work in a nursing home yeah it pays the bills actually <laughs> not really it doesn't i basically get paid minimum wage uh but it's okay no it's fine I'm a healthcare hero, hero that lives in subsidized housing and is on food stamps. Yeah, a hero who doesn't own a car and walks three miles a day to work or has to pay for taxis just to get to work. Nah, I'm not a nurse. If I was a nurse, I wouldn't be complaining. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm a certified professional ass wiper. So the other day I was taking care of this patient. He's dying. Actually, he's probably already dead by now. So I'm with the nurse, we had to reposition him in the bed, the, the patient. And he's got his family members in there, it's all sad and <laughs> shit. You know, they're all upset. It what, is upsetting, fair. One of the family members asked to the nurse, he goes, what does his breathing tell you? And the nurse puts it bluntly, I was, the nurses always do. They're, they're always very blunt. He goes, well, he's short of breath. Better give him morphine. He's hooked up to oxygen. What the fuck? So the nurse proceeds to give the patient morphine. He leaves. I finished doing my thing. The family member is now asking me the same question now because apparently he will get a better answer from the professional ass wiper than the registered nurse. So again, he says to me now, what does his breathing tell you. I'm internally screaming at this point. Why do you have to put me on the spot like that? That's not cool. I'm not a nurse. Do I fucking look like a nurse? Do I look like I went to nursing school and have my shit together? Come on. My hair is frizzy. It's in a messy bun. I have a depressing turkey sandwich for dinner. I don't have my shit together. So I hesitate because I'm searching for my words. Where the hell did I put them? Uh, I'm like, uh, uh uh-huh, uh, sorry, sir. I'm not a nurse. Uh, I really can't say. Guy's like, well, he has to make it through the night. 
His son is flying in tomorrow. His flight is at 8 a.m. He has to make it through the night? Oh, shit. I guess we gotta play God now. After all, I am a healthcare hero who gets paid just a few dollars more above minimum wage. I'll let him know. Hey! Mister! Don't die yet! You gotta make it through the night, okay, buddy? Yeah, I know you're hooked up to oxygen and all, but you can't die until your son comes in from his flight tomorrow. What's that? Yeah, his flight gets in at 8 a.m., so you gotta stay alive for another, uh, I don't know, 16 hours? Okay? You think you can do that? Yeah, what's that? Yeah, I know you're 97 and they got you on morphine. Yeah, I know it feels like your internal organs are on fire and you have an elephant standing on your chest, but you gotta stay alive until tomorrow! <laughs> that was good, right? What? You can read that all on my substack. Whatever that is. It's auroradesmond.substack.com. Subscribe to my newsletter, and you can also... we I, You're able to put in your, the podcast feed, so I got the podcast on there. I got some funny fucking story. I, I took a break for writing, so I was focusing on my music, but now I'm back, kind of taking a break. From, I go back and forth, you know? So, I, yeah, I'm, I ended my writing hiatus, and I've just been writing, you know, humor pieces. So yeah, check it out. Because we all need a little humor in these. We do, and you know, I was, I, I mean. And you know, when you're exposed to a lot of things, it's. You gotta laugh at this shit. Um, did we cut out your driving skills before? Oh, did we talk about that in the first episode? Yeah, we did. Holy shit. Did you cut it? I don't remember. <laughs> did we talk about that? I don't remember. What the fuck? Why don't we remember? Because you deleted it. And you never want to talk about it. And that you is can fucking... talk about it. It's you a... want to talk about how much of a fucking horrible fucking driver I am? Go right ahead. Whoa. Let's do it. All of a sudden you're owning it. Well, I've been owning it. I'm ready to give up my license and give it the I don't think I want to publicly release the knowledge that I have on you. Actually, I'll now do that it. I think of you, never Let's know who's going to be listening. And all of a sudden there's a pretty... Okay, okay. Well, to be fair... There's no minors in the car, it's just me and my sister. <laughs> we were leaving a show, me and my... <laughs> was it a show or we were like driving around before? I think I played a show. You were playing a show, but I think this happened prior because it was daylight. So <laughs> it was definitely fucking daytime. <laughs> well, we were, we were... Where we lived at the time, there's like, you know... Grand Central Station, so to speak, and like Main Street cuts out. There's some islands, is you know, different ways in an intersection, three way intersection. Aurora just fucking <laughs> keeps completely left of the island going on the opposite side of the road. <laughs> Me and my sister just like buckled I up was so being quick. cautious. I, I wasn't a hundred percent. Hundred percent sure if there was an island or not. <laughs> so 
I was like, shit, wait, is that an island? I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to think ahead, like, I see it, but, um, but my brain isn't really registering, I'm like, shit, is that an island or not? So, I'm trying to, just trying to be cautious. So you went left instead of right? We're not in England, honey, like. But, it's New England. Exactly, so we're on the right side. You stayed to the right, not the left. It was, uh, it was opposite day. It surely was. And I assure to everyone, I was 100% sober. <laughs> as was. I always that's am. That's the worst part. That's the, that's the, that's the big takeaway. That's that the is scariest that I part. am sober, and I <laughs> yeah, cannot like, drive. My sister and I both definitely knew that. We, like, looked at each other like... Whoa. Does she have a drunken problem? No. No, she just can't drive a shit. I was like, this might be an issue. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you'll be getting a CDL license soon. Maybe. We'll see. Potentially. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Don't jinx that shit. <laughs> do, 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 do. So what else is on the agenda? <clears throat> we got some views on our episodes. I'm pretty pumped about that. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our fucking nonsense <laughs> and our babble talk. Yeah. Um. Well, I thought, you know, the bonus episode would be fairly quick. Maybe quicker than the ones before. Um, with some reading and, you know... Um, that reading would be about and now this day in her story so I want to bring attention to someone who I found through good old google today in women's history March 10th um, so today's inspiring woman of the day from my pick is Josephine Groves Holloway. She was born today in 1898. She founded the first unofficial Girl Scout troop for African American girls and worked for two decades to have her troops recognized by the Nash Nashville Girl Scout Council. Now, with that being said, I'd like to bring attention to some other dates, obviously, that aren't today but in comparison to miss holloway the boy scouts of america was founded in 1910 not that that really matters but it's just in hindsight of you know time frames um the girl scouts was march march 12th 1912 and that was founded in savannah georgia um, Sweet as a Georgia peach. And, uh, there was a name I needed. And now I, I want Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. I want Thin Mints or Samoas. I think there was Samoa. the girl who founded Girl Scouts, like officially, her name was, uh, let me grab that real quick. Right there. Oh, of course, cookies comes up. No. 
founder. Yes. Thank you. Where to buy Girl Scout cookies? So, um, lifetime supply. There we go. Julia Gordon Lowe. Yes, thank you. That's I the name I was that. looking for. Good she was know. the founder. And that was in 1912. Now, I had to go and look up. She was actually kind of cute. Turns out African-American girls were members she of. She was a bush, but I bet she was cute and too young. Basically, her thing was finally founded. It was tough, but. Josephine Groves Gro- Holloway in 1917. It was founded. But there were um, signs of, you know, it being done actually in New Bedford, Mass. In 1913 was when they first started finding African-American Girl Scouts. Yeah, so I thought that was a fun fact since we are from Massachusetts. Massachusetts, right there. And, um, yeah, so Girl Scouts were kind of founded here a little bit. I mean, it was obviously down in Nashville where they officially founded it. But good to know that, you know, she fought two decades for that. To finally be officially founded. So you had a few other people you wanted to talk about, no? She looks like a woman I would not fuck with. That's not who founded it. That's who founded Girl Scouts. Juliet, whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but that I would not fuck with Miss Juliet. She looks like she'd be like drop and give me a hundred bitch. <laughs> and she got older she kind of looks like the trenchable <laughs> in her hat yeah she does get definitely getting the trenchable <laughs> vibes or like the the creepy old lady from the goonies even oh she almost looks like the guy from chitty chitty bang bang there oh my god she does uh, lollipops children lollipops <laughs> this way <laughs> all right Free lollipops. I will read mine. I did my homework. I did my research. I did the research. <laughs> Asher did not. I did my research. All right. So 1924 today, uh, Angela Morley was born today in 1924. She was an English composer and conductor. She attributed her entry into composing and arranging largely to the influence and encouragement of the Canadian light music composer Robert Arnon. In 1972, Morley underwent sex reassignment surgery. Later in life, she lived in Scottsdale, Arizona. She became the first openly transgender person to be nominated for Academy Award when she was nominated for one in the category of Best Music, Original Song, uh, Original Song Score, and or Adaptation for the film The Little Prince from 1974. Pretty cool. Very interesting. I wasn't aware of that until I, re- I was doing the, the research. I never knew about that. I never did Girl Scouts, so... Um, let's see. 1979. Yeah, you know, I don't think I ever did either. So it's good to know that it was found I never did Girl bit, Scouts either. Like, basically, the girls of the 1900s born in the late 1800s. I did a sad, sad femme, little femme boy... Scouts. In fact, I think I read that it originally comes from England. Like, the Boy Scouts, they are sponsored by someone like William Boyce or something like that. And that's actually, in fact, someone from England. So, it stems somewhere from over there. 
I did um, originally like in the eighteen hundreds. I did the <clears throat> kids I who parents hate them scouts. What? I did the kids who parent whose parents hate them scouts and internally self loathing scouts. That was I'm my sorry. scout week. Yeah. Anyway, Thanks. okay. Uh, nineteen seventy nine today. Uh, this is a good one. International Women's Day in Canada in Toronto includes a call for an end to harassment of lesbians as one of four demands. It is the first time lesbian rights becomes an upfront issue. Bam. Bam. What year was that? 1979. That was the first time it became a fucking issue. Can you imagine? And people are still scratching their heads saying, them damn gays. Don't say gay. (laughs) Like, people like... All right, can we say carpet muncher? I think it's funny. Fudgebacker? And maybe, I don't even think I did the same because me and my mom were only seven. Homosexual? My mom and I are very close in age. Let's just say that. And, you know, I never knew 30 was old. Or They're two years apart. Yeah, we're two years apart. It's you crazy. and your mom. But, like, I never knew. <laughs> I never knew that 30 was old or 35 because I saw my mom, like, in her all her 20s and 30. Like, I knew she was in her... So, to you know, some people think, oh, 1979, they're like, that's 50 years ago. Or 40, right, you're or 41 years ago. 43 like... years ago, excuse me, God, I know how to do math. Um, 53. 43. Whoa. <laughs> do you need to go back to... Back to... Two plus two is five. <laughs> two plus two is five. <laughs> that was so funny. Anyways, no, it's 43 years ago. But, you know, people think that's, like, a lifetime away, and it's really not. Right, when you're a little kid, it feels like forever. I mean, when you're eight years old, it's like, holy shit. Like, I remember when I was eight, my dad was, like, fucking, I don't know, like, early 40s. Like, a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus, Dad, you're so fucking old. <laughs> Anyways, but for us, we were born, you were 89, that was 10 years before you were born. I was born in 87, bitch. Actually, yeah, no, I'll take it. I was born in... You're right. 1889. 87. Whatever. I was born in 1887. That helps you. Whichever makes you feel better. I was born in the 1900s. That's what I was going for. Like, you're, you're right in that same... Like, to think we were just being born out of it that time. We're Last night, we watched this really fucking great... Comedy special on Netflix. I highly recommend it. It's t- Tiffany Haddish, Black Mitzvah. <laughs> that was really funny. Best fucking special I've seen in a really fucking long time. I was laughing pretty hard. I've never seen you laugh that hard ever. I've known you for five <laughs> years and I've never fucking have seen you laugh like that. I think she's cracking up. I didn't think it was possible. Am I just paranoid? Am I just I haven't laughed like that in a long time either. I was like crying. You should go, anyway, check that out if you haven't watched it. I highly recommend it. Alright, so is it going for sure? It's not stopping. It's We're going. Good. That's good. That is good. Because we just recorded this. We were recording for like a half, at least we thought we were, for like fucking half an hour. And unbeknownst to my stupid ass, oh no, we're not recording. So I just had a whole like history lesson and. <laughs> in history lessons and. Well, at least he gave me a lesson. Yeah, I guess no, so. No, I'll hear it again for the third time. 
And then I got to my grand finale and fucked it up and then realized we didn't record anything. So <laughs> that was great. Now I know what I'm saying. So here we go. Let me just take a little. Hey, we have to practice a few times, right? There you go. Gargle that water. Puff that. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass. And yeah, here we go. Let's do All this. All right. So coming out of women's history, I wanted to bring in a little bit of history and do, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to bring it to uh, March 10th, 1940. The U.S. Undersecretary of State Sumner Wells after a meeting with Adolf Hitler in Berlin. You know what? That was the same year I uh, lost my virginity in 1940. It was a great year. Oh yeah, good year. Yeah. Visits London to discuss peacemaking proposals with Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain to prevent a winding of the European War. The European War, my ass. Excuse me. That's um, what I have to say about the European War. So, anyway, Sumner Wells, a diplomat and expert on Latin America, spent his early professional life promoting the United States' quote-unquote good neighbor foreign policy as attache to the U.S. Embassy of Buenos Aires, Chief of Latin American Affairs at the State Department and Commissioner to the Dominican Republic. In 1933, President Franklin D. Roosevelt appointed himself, him Assistant Secretary of State, sending him to Cuba, where Wells successu successfully mediated opposing groups attempting to overthrow the government of Gerardo Machado. He was promoted to Undersecretary of State in 1937, serving as a delegate to several Pan-American conferences. But in 1940, the stakes were raised for Wells. War had broken out in Europe with the German invasion of Poland. And Wells was sent out on a fact-finding tour of Berlin, Rome. Ooh. Those are two different cities. Berlin, Rome, Paris, and London, in the hopes of keeping the war contained, at the very least, and ideally brought an et to an end. Berlin, Rome. But I want to go <laughs> like Berlin, it was Rome. a city and state. Berlin, Rome. <laughs> yeah, you know. I saw the comment just. No, fucking. My eyes are tired, um... you know? Anyways, <laughs> Berlin, Rome. Uh, <laughs> Want to go there for our honeymoon, yeah, Berlin, Rome? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so he ideally wanted to bring this to an end on this big tour he was going to. So, after a trip to Rome... After a trip to Rome to chat with Benito... Was it Rome or Berlin, Rome? <laughs> I think it was Berlin, Rome, actually. Um, <laughs> to chat with Benito Mussolini. <laughs> Mr. Mussolini, hey! Hey, me! Forget well, about it! Give me a cappuccino, eh? Wells met with Hitler on March 1st through 3rd. Hitler feared that Wells would try to drive a wedge between himself and the Axis part partner Italy by convincing Mussolini to keep out of the conflict completely and offer him some free coffee, a.k.a. Oh, what a nice guy. How considerate. Yeah, Wells was a nice dude. He was like, hey, let's have a cup of chow, eh? 
Yeah, get some uh, free coffee that right before you commit genocide. No problem. Yeah. Anyways, let's have a cup of coffee over. Let's have a cup of coffee over a uh, genocide. But yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Correct. Gotta so, be a fly on. on the fucking wall. Hillary Clinton convincing keep come Mussolini to keep out of the conflict completely. He, fe- that's what Hitler feared that Wells was doing. As a result, the Fuhrer bombarded Wells with a propagandistic interpretation of recent events, putting the blame of the European conflict on England and France. Wells informed Hitler that he and Mussolini had engaged in a long, constructive, and helpful, that was a quote, conversation, and that the Duce believed... The douche. The douche. The douchebag. Quote, there was still a possibility of bringing about a firm and lasting peace. End quote. Hitler agreed that there would be a peace after a German victory in Europe. Firm and lasting peace. Wells left Berlin, Rome. (laughs) No, I'm just getting Berlin for real this time. (laughs) And arrived in London on March 10th. You know what's firm and lasting? (laughs) What? My ass. (laughs) Okay. I was going to say, you want to know what's not firm and lasting? What? (laughs) Peace? Sure. Between two fucking dictators? Yeah. (laughs) Get it? Dick? Yeah, you know what's not firm and lasting? They're fucking dicks. (laughs) They're little egg-shaped That's kind of where I was going with it all from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fucking dictator. My joke, bitch. Anyways... Okay, so to end this long 1940, March 10th thing I'm doing here for the second time. Here we go. So basically, Wells left Berlin and arrived on London on March 10th. He believed, he briefed British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain to <laughs> on Hitler's intransigence, which means, I'm going to say intransigence because it, I don't say it correct. It basically means he was not agreeing with it, with peace, and he blew steam up at Wells' ass, arguing that the only hope for the lasting uh-huh. peace was the progressive disarmament of the belligerents, primarily Germany. Fun. Chamberlain's foreign ministers were less than impressed with the suggestion, believing that even a disarmed, quote-unquote, Germany would still invade a smaller, weaker nation. In short, Wells' trip accomplished absolutely nothing on March 10th. Hmm. <clears throat> kind of like how the... Um, what we're doing exactly UN right now diplomats here. meeting today, and they accomplished, as, um, as I believe MSNBC said today, absolutely nothing. And then we all know what happened and how America got into the war, so on and so forth. I mean, it's the same type of shit, really, but let's bring it all the way to 1945. 300 American bombers drop almost 2,000 tons of incendiary. Whoa, here we go again. Incendiary. All right. Like, the I incin- and the E are reversed. You're incin- Incendiaries. On Tokyo, Japan, destroying large portions of the Japanese capital. 
and the killing of 100,000 civilians. In the closing months of the war, the United States had turned to incendiarying <laughs> incendiary incendiary bombing tactics against Japan, also known as area bombing. In an attempt, in it's an attempt to break, what? It's the word of the day. It's gonna be the word of the month for Children. me. Children, hey everyone, <laughs> hi boys and girls. Today's word of the day is incendiaries. Like Sesame Street, the word of the day. In an attempt to break Japanese morale and force a surrender. The firebombing of Tokyo was the first major bombing operation of this sort against Japan. Early in the morning, the BB-29s dropped their bombs in napalm and magnesium incendiaries over the packed residential districts along the Sumida River in eastern Tokyo. The conflagration quickly engulfed Tokyo's wooden residential structures and the subsequent firestorm replaced oxygen and lethal gases, superheated the atmosphere and caused a hurricane-like wind that blew a wall of fire across the city. The majority of the 100,000 who perished died from carbon monoxide poisoning and the sudden lack of oxygen, and others died horrible deaths within the firestorm such as those who attempted to find protection in the Sumida River and were boiled alive, or those who were trampled to death in a rush to escape the burning city. As a result of the attack, 10 square miles of eastern Tokyo were entirely obliterated and in an estimated 250,000 buildings were destroyed. During the next nine days, U.S. bombers flew similar missions against Nagoya, Osaka, and Kobe, Kobe. In August, U.S. atomic attacks against Hiroshima and Nagasaki finally forced Japan's hand. So, I thought those two were pretty vital to state. And keep in mind when these uh, negotiations are being talked about and why America could be looking a certain way or whatever, you know, we have learned and I guarantee it's not what it looks like on the TV. There's no way. Because we got to be doing something different this time. We got to yeah. be somewhat way more prepared. After all these years, I don't believe for a second we're not prepared for something like this. Mm. It's just hard for me to believe. And with a queen who's already lived through two world wars... In the UK? Come on. Two. She lived through, like, fucking... No, she saw both thousands. of them. Her dad... Her dad was... You know? Like, she lived through that shit. She, this is her third one. Like, I'm sure she's really missing her husband. That's for damn sure. Yeah. God rest his soul. And God save the queen. Because I love that queen. She is quite a woman to mention in Women's History Month. I know, obviously, it's probably trendy a little bit to like her now because of the crown, but, like, no, all not. stuff is, all sh jokes People and... People show on her. Yeah, they think she's a reptilian or something. <laughs> she's a shapeshifter. That's right. I'm so stupid. I thought you knew that. Disrespectful. Didn't anyone ever tell you to respect your elders? Uh... For real, though. 
having her hair through this stuff makes me feel a little bit better. She can give some serious insight. She was fucking like reined in in the middle of it. She fucking knew. What's his face? Winston. Winston Churchill. Winston. So, cutting this, I guess, to my final readout for the day. The final read. Read a bitch, read a bitch, read a bitch for filth. Well, it's a personal thing, so it's like not a jokey thing. Allie, <clears throat> excuse me. Don't choke. She's gagging. She's so excited. I'm gagging. She's gagging. She's so <laughs> excited for it. <laughs> um, Allie writes really beautiful poetry. She has been for quite some time. Kind of in like in secrecy. So she thought she'd share one of her poems for, for y'all on this beautiful morning. Sh- yeah, the morning of Shabbat when, during Women's History Month. So. And with everything going on, I think it's good to keep in mind, you know. Take it away, Abby. <clears throat> the floor is yours, as they say. Don't put me on the spot like that. Come on. I'm gonna fucking end up. It's just you and I. In our fucking apartment. Come on. Yeah, but it's like. There's no one here. It's my heart. I know. That's hard. So it's 2018, and uh, I called it When Winter Fell. People fall, hearts fall, flowers in the trees, beauty fall. This is constant. The winds pick up. Sweeping the planet into another realm. A realm that brings out equality and peace within the chaos. The living beings on this earth's survival instincts kick into a higher frequency as they are falling into the death from the sweetest kiss of summer. The chills and spooks come out to play. Then the freeze and the beauty of Jack Frost games begin to glaze the crust of the earth. Those games rarely fade. We all have memories of what the seasons have taught and molded us into. Some people never face a winter or to see through her storms or feel the love she locks us into. Winter's magic is casted by the mysteries of creation and locked by the love we hold within. The mysteries of what comes in the dark when you fade into the past. After it becomes white and numbingly warm, Few souls see the patterns within the beauty of the memories of each flake, each flake spit out of winter's breath. Believing in the things you cannot see nor feel in her presence. When you cannot see past the frost frozen in your way, warmth is all you have to clear the vision that has been frozen in time for for far too long. With one simple breath, you can then suddenly see Jack Frost smiling at you with his devious grin of wisdom of what's to come. Autumn warms us of our path to come with the darkness of our mother's guide into cycle. We spin in the, on the axis of life so gracefully, yet so vulnerable. She warns us of the treachery that lies ahead for each of us in the upcoming moments of winter's realities. 
looking up to the sky in the dead of winter's night to pray for a sign of our Savior. You see the stars shining and you can hear the moon's whisper. And all you feel, and you feel the fall, the falling of your angels, kings and queens and prophets, guiding you through what lay ahead in the darkest of our earth's coldest nights. You then realize the crisp air is what keeps you going all year, preparing for the games we all play, survival. What makes you want to live? More importantly, to see yourself, then see what comes from within and then around you. What does your life revolve around? Nothing is forever, so fall into fall and enjoy the mysteries of this earth of what your life may bring and bear. Be true to not only yourself, but to the people who res respect you and what, is, and what is yours. Preserve what is yours and respect what has fallen. This life brings you only what you want when you fall into what is waiting, after you fall back into what has made you. Aww. The end. That's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome, you're welcome. All right, we're going to wrap up the episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Happy Women's History Month. And have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Shabbat shalom. Peace out. Peace Girl out. Scout and Boy Scout. And non-binary scouts. And British scouts. <laughs> and Boys and Girl Scouts. <laughs> Salute to all of you people out there. <laughs> and serving, protecting, God bless America and everybody in Ukraine and so on and so forth. Bye. This is the podcast that will never ascend.